Redeemer family, welcome to another Formation Moment. Pastor Drew today preached a sermon called I Call You Friend from John 15, 9, and 9 through 17. So if you haven't listened to the sermon, this is always your friendly reminder to go do that because um, it will give you the context for this conversation and all the great uh, TV show references. We'd love to hear which ones you're watching, and that was a lot of fun. But we'll just jump right in. There were three kind of major movements that I want to walk through, um, the first being – this idea that um, throughout the Bible, the Lord's describing his relationship to his people. And that's a great idea. Um, but then I think about the people who think, well, am I God's people? Or I don't feel like I'm God's people. And so I wonder for like, that seems like a pretty foundational point to start with. So for those folks, what would you say are practices that remind us that we are indeed God's people? Yeah, good question. Yeah. So as Christians, when we uh, read the Bible, uh, we it's very clear that there is a call uh, from uh, God uh, to people um, to put their faith in Christ for salvation. Uh, this is very foundational for Christianity, but uh, just to make this clear. And so that's, you know, evangelism. You think about John the Baptist, you think about Jesus, the Apostle Paul, um, you know, blessed are those, blessed are the, the feet of those who bring good news, they said mm. in Romans. And so... As, as people, then we are called to respond to that, uh, which doesn't mean that we earn something by our good works. I mean, we try harder. It means we literally say we can't save ourselves. So therefore, we're putting our trust and our faith in the finished work of Christ to save us. And at that point, we are adopted into the family of God. And I go from outsider to insider because of the work of Jesus. And so we are part of God's family and we are, you know, sheep led by the good shepherd, children led by our, our good father forever from that point forward. Uh, so there's nothing we can do uh, to lose uh, that uh, love uh, that he has for us. Uh, those last three words on the cross, it is finished, apply to us for all eternity. Um, but we have a, you know, a job the rest of, you know, our life until Christ comes back is a journey where we are continually learning about the Lord's love and care for us. And so throughout the scripture, as he's describing his covenantal, um, incredible love for his people, there are so many you know, illustrations and metaphors uh, to help us understand that. And we think about the gospels and Jesus using those parables over and over and over again as a way to help get the message across of just how much he loves his people. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And so once we have that foundation, then we can start to move into this idea of friendship, which is is really important and really good. And I think a needed reminder for all of us that that we have a friend in Jesus, we have friendship with Jesus. But I wonder if you could talk about some practical ways um, going through our minutes, our hours and our days that we can be really meeting with Jesus, really meeting with our friend, not just this sort of like, um, yes, we know it's mystery, but what are the really practical things we can do to, yeah, create the space for meeting with Jesus in our lives? Yeah. Yeah. I very much think that throughout scripture, um, we see this pattern to where the Lord's love for us informs how we are to love others. Uh, so mm -hmm. like I think about God, the father, uh, his love for me teaches me how to be a father and so I think friendship, we oftentimes have, have thought about it, and I've preached sermons, I've, I'm sure I've heard sermons where Jesus is our friend, therefore we learn how to be friends with each other based on that, which is 100% true. However, I think that we can also, just like as a dad, I learn more about God's love by, like, I'll 
oftentimes um, after my kids are asleep, like the, they're quiet in our home, I'll make like a lap through their room just to like see them a little bit before. And they're the sweetest things in the world when they're mm -hmm. asleep. And I feel this deep fatherly love for my children. In those moments, it helps me remember like this is an ounce of how God feels towards me. And I think the same way with friendships. When we think about like my dear friends, um, you know, which isn't a hundred people. Uh, let's remember, like, I mean, God can have, God can have a million close friends, but, but we are yeah. not wired that same way, but my dear friends, they, they interact with me. Uh, they, you know, shoot me, you know, funny texts. Uh, I, when I have something happen in my day, I will share it with, I, I want to share it with them, not to, you know, earn anything just because they're my friends. And I like to share the good things or the funny things happen in my life with them. But I think for a lot of us, we're, we don't do that with Jesus. Like we don't, we have this thought either he, he doesn't, he's too busy or he doesn't care. Mm -hmm. That's not our relationship. He's boss. I'm servant. He's priest. I'm parishioner, which are, you know, real and are, are, are not false, but he's also, he's not less than that, but he's more than that too. Like he is yeah. also a friend that cares deeply. So I think it's a practice to, to share stuff with jesus and he knows it already like it's not like he doesn't know yeah. it already but like when i have something that's even fun or good like to to kind of talk to him about that and to pray and have that be a part of my prayer life as well yeah that's really good one of the things i was thinking about yeah was like actually talking out loud to jesus right like i think most of us probably would feel initially uncomfortable with that or think like that's kind of like woo or out there but i think it is really it is some a practice that does remind us that yes there's a person that i can talk to a real um person i can connect with you know and i think it's it's good for our hearts to know that we could even have a laugh with jesus like when something silly or crazy happens in our life or when something frustrating happens like we get a flat tire or something and we just pop out and just kind of laugh like oh this is a funny moment that i'm you know, interrupted and, you know, let's just spend time together, Jesus, while we're waiting on this, whatever it is. But I think that um, I would love for us to like, as a people start to reframe this idea that um, Jesus can be accessed as a person, right? And not just mm -hmm. as an idea, because I think that will begin to shape us into people who are more, more able to introduce other people to Jesus, because it's like, yeah, I know him, you know, like I know that guy, not just like I've heard about him. And I think um, that's just a, a big, a big thing that I want to make sure people get and let that sink in. Um, then kind of moving towards this last movement, which is really good failures in friendship and failures in relationships and the way that kind of impacts how we move forward. You gave some really good um, stuff for us to unpack in terms of thinking about past failures. But I wonder if you could talk about the other side of that. Once you've kind of thought about those past failures what are ways or formation practices that help us build a trust with god of like mm -hmm. uh or remind us that yes god is trustworthy because i think about um there's like a common statement like trust is um earned in drops but poured out in buckets and so like mm -hmm. if you have a bad experience it's all gone and it takes a long time a lot of drops to fill it back up so what are the ways we can yeah, fill our buckets with trust in God so that we don't allow other people's failures to shape the way we think about God. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's helpful to think about, as painful as it is, and not, not fun, but it's helpful to really sit and think through the ways that we've been failed as, as people by our friends. 
And it gives us an opportunity to name that because I think if we don't name it, uh, then we, we have consciously and subconsciously, we allow those failures to impact how we view God or how we think God views us. But when we name that and say, no, that's not like what happened, you know, whether it's eighth grade or 22 or 38 or 58, that, that wasn't, that wasn't God failing me in that moment. That was a human, a, a, a flawed human, just like we have. And we need to be honest with the ways we failed as friends to other people and to be able to disconnect that and say, that wasn't God failing me in that moment. That was a human. And I need to be able to name how would, and I think it's helpful to name, how would Jesus have treated me in that moment? Mm-hmm. And to say, he, he would not have, you know, you know, picked another group of friends over me. He would not have made fun of me to put me down uh, to make himself look better, you know, whether in, in the ninth grade or whatever it was for you. Uh, and then, so I think that's helpful. Uh, and then I think it's helpful to see, you know, the ways that our friendships in life are a mirror of how God cares for us. And to really know that, and for me, some of that's like helping it to really like sink in like the warmth of my friends. Because like, mm. that's how I, that's personally how I, like my friends, the people I'm closest to, I love to be with them because of the warmth that I feel and the comfort that I feel to be completely myself. Like, I mean, even I love falling asleep. You know, there's dear friends of mine where I'll like fall asleep on their couch at a random point. And I'm like, I wake up and just feel like I'm, I might as well be at my own house. I feel so mm-hmm. cared for and accepted here. I mean, somebody recently said um, what it looks like to have friends that you uh, are completely yourself around just like your own family and I think for a lot of us we may not be there with friends but like when we do get a taste of that may it remind us of who God is and then look at the scriptures for how Jesus befriended those disciples like mm. he didn't and I, I mean there's miracles to the masses that are incredibly impactful theologically and like applied to us but also like how he walked with those disciples, how he walked with Martha and Mary, so not just the male disciples, but the women, friends in his life. And what does that look like? Um, and then I think back my, and this is a longer answer than uh, I meant to give, but I think back to my favorite Old Testament story with Naomi and Ruth and like that friendship. Um, if I could have given an hour and a half sermon, like the next, the next hour would have been on Naomi and Ruth because I love their friendship. And we often uh, don't see either one of those as a Christ figure uh, in that story. Um, but for me, like when they, when she looks at her and says like, I, where you go, I will go. I'm like, yep. that's, that's Jesus. Like the, what a picture of, of Jesus's loyalty to his people, not into sin, let's be clear, but where, where we go, he walks with us. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. And I think, yeah, to make it circular, you know, the last thing you said kind of connects to the first, right? Because if he goes everywhere with us, then that means he was in those moments that were painful, right? And so if you go to those painful moments and say, oh, well, if Jesus was with me, how, you know, what would he say or how would he come alongside me right then, right? Like not even the cleanup guy, but like he was there. He was a part of that. Uh, and that's a part of your story. And so, yeah, it's hard to go back, um, but sometimes going back helps us go ahead and to know oh man, this guy has always been there. Like, okay, that means he's going to keep being there. And I think that assurance um, is something we all need um, for 
today and, and for the days ahead. So, yeah, thank you for giving us a good view of friendship and of what a friend we have in Jesus. That's just an encouragement in of itself. So be encouraged this week, friends. Spend time thinking about your friends and the friendship that Jesus offers you. Um, and if you have any questions about any of this, please feel free to reach out to us. You can reach Drew at Drew at RedeemerATL.org, Benjamin at RedeemerATL.org, and we would love to talk with you. Thanks so much, friends. Have a good week. Peace.